just want that. My life has been work and books. What about your life? What's your life consisted of lately? Um, my life consists of a lot of driving recently. Mm. I went down to North Carolina and back in a matter of a couple of days. So lots of time on the road. You'd think that that time on the road, I would use it wisely and maybe listen to some podcasts or something like that. No, 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 no I, I listen to I don't. I would never have thought that you would use your time wisely. Don't, don't let me in with those that you think too highly of. On the way back, I listened to probably eight hours of what I call blue collar rock. Would that be like Kenny Wayne Shepherd? No. Mm. But that's good, right, Kenny Wayne Shepherd? I I only know one song that he did. Blue on black. No. That's the best one is Blue on Black. Way back. His very first song. See, the other night, you seemed to take umbrage at the mentioning of Kenny Wayne Shepherd. And here I see a tinge of attitude once again at the mention of Kenny Wayne Shepherd. So I really no, just no. I mean Kenny Wayne I Shepherd. I just kinda wanna know what do you got against Kenny Wayne Shepherd? I'm not saying he's I don't the best have musician. anything. He's like a one hit wonder, dude. He's like there's nothing great about him. Well, you just named a hit, and I just named a hit, and so that means he's at least a two-hit wonder. I can't remember the name of his song, but I, I tell you what, I'm going to do. I'm going to put in his name. I bet it's the first song that comes up. Let's see here. What do we got? Should say Video. blue. On, Let's see. Should say blue on black. Okay, I'm wrong. You're right. You're number two. Okay, I can't even find the one that I know. So maybe he's had some more stuff I didn't know about. Where the heck? Just would you play Blue on Black? We can't get censored here, so it doesn't matter. I guess we Blue can maybe. Blue on Black. Okay, playing now. Dude, I like that. This is a. This is the only song I know by him, so I don't want to make a judgment call that he's awesome oh. based on this, but. I like this so far. It's a wonderful song. That's him? Yeah. That, that looks weird. I would have never imagined you look like that. I don't know what he looks like. You must be watching a music video. I'm just saying yes. Yeah. Take of argument. Where is the song I don't know, that Kenny Wayne Shepherd did? I don't know. You, I just feel like you're just now breaking into reality. So I think you got some catching up. I am breaking into reality. I guess I didn't know that this was a uh, Kenny Wayne Shepherd was uh, doing anything after the one song that he made. <laughs> okay, let me um, let me put Kenny Wayne Shepherd hit. See what happens. Here's what happened before the show, guys. I called Thomas and said, do you have anything you want to talk about? I was like, yeah, we can talk about some really super serious topics. And then I totally thought we'd start talking about that. But as is the unpredictability of this show, uh, unexpectedly, we have started talking about Kenny Wayne Shepard. So well, 
And I'm actually more interested in that right now. That I want to hear, as you listen to Blue on Black, what you think. Well, I like the sound of it. I wasn't paying attention to the lyrics. Where the heck is the stupid song? Somebody out there knows what I'm talking about. Kenny Wayne Shepherd. It's an old song? Yeah, I mean, it's an old song. I didn't know, I didn't know he had any other songs. Uh, I bet you I'll find it on Spotify. Because if it was like an old hit. Oh, no, Kenny G just keeps popping up. Dang it. Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Is it uh, True Lies? No. The Dark Side of Love, Deja Voodoo, Diamonds and Gold? No. How old are we talking here? Because I can go to the discography, albumography. It's probably 20 years old. It's 20 years old at least. Like, like 1997? Probably. Because there's a 1999... And there's a 1997 album. There's a 2004 album. Probably the 97 album. Sorry, folks. Sorry, folks. If you were wanting some deep theological discourse, you're not getting it right at this moment. But I got to figure out what this is. Slow Ride, True Lies, Blue on Black, Everything's Broken, I Don't Live Today, Long Gone, Somehow, Somewhere, Someway, I Found Love When I Found You, King's Highway, Nothing to Do with Love, Chase the Rainbow, Trouble Is, then the 1995 album is Born with a Broken Heart, Deja Voodoo, Aberdeen, Shame, 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 One Foot on the Path, Everybody Gets the Blues, While We Cry, I'm Leaving You, Commit a Crime, Let Me Up, I've Had Enough, Riverside, What's Going Down, Led Better Heights. Any of those ring a bell? No. The 1999 album, In Too Deep, was Them Changes, Last Goodbye, Shotgun Blues, Never Mind, You Should Have Known Better, Every Time It Rains, Oh Well. Oh, my bad. <clears throat> I got um I got Kenny Wayne Shepherd mixed up with uh Sean Mullins. I don't I don't know. Honest mistake. I don't know who Sean Mullins. Honest Mullen mistake. Is. So I could have read every song Kenny Wayne Shepherd's ever done and it would have been a solid Yeah, he, he had a hit back in the day. I don't I can't remember the name of it. Who Sean But Mullen I'm did. thinking of the song Lullaby by Sean Mullins. Okay. So let me go ahead and uh let me go whoops, not that, not that. Uh, just so people know where I'm coming from. Not that they care. Not that they care about any of this, but I do. What is this? Welcome to Through the Black Uncensored, where you can watch Tom listening to the radio. Okay, forget it all, dude. Forget it all. I found. I like song. it. I like uh, it. I like the freedom in this show. I do too. I was thinking that. Uh, on my way down the stairs to do this show, I was like, man, we could really do anything. I thought, you know what I, I was thinking? I was like, I would like to put a record on in the background as I'm doing the show. And I could do that if I wanted to because um, who it's cares? uncensored. Yeah, who, cares? Anyway. who cares? What if you put a record on and I put a record on? That way we can both offer a favorite music is background music. Well, for the show. I tell you what, that's going to be a little bit more difficult for you because you don't have a record player that's true but i can get one and i have a record so you have a record um yeah well what is let me do the record playing okay okay all right deal have you ever read any gk chesterton no but uh i've i've read quotes by gk chesterton does that count mm -hmm. 
I guess so. That would technically, you would have read something of him, something yeah. penned by him. He's actually been popping up on my radar. Like, I was just curious if you ever read him. Is he a Catholic, by the way? Uh, he ended up joining the Catholic Church, uh, but uh, he was uh, ardent about defending the Christian faith. But I don't know if I'm going to hold that against him at the moment. Well, the reason I ask is because the person I saw quote G.K. Chesterton was a evangelical that converted to Catholicism. Um, I don't know what he was, but I'm just learning a little well, bit maybe about he's him. He's a hero in those circles. Well, he was the reason why C.S. Lewis became a Christian. Okay. So, oh, so is that? He's had yeah, a lot of he's had a lot of very positive influence on other people that have had very positive influences. He actually started a movement in Ireland. He didn't start it, but somebody was inspired to start a movement in Ireland. There's just been a lot of fruit from his work. You know, like C.S. Lewis wasn't a theologian, but he had a lot of really beneficial things to say. He, I think, uh, was, C.S. Lewis, was he an Anglican? I don't remember. Anyway, long story. Know. Long story short. There's uh, just been listening to some people who have been quoting a lot of Chesterton. He was popular for a series of fiction stories that involved a priest, I think. Priest or Dr. Brown or Priest Brown or Father Brown or something. There's Father Brown, like a detective, a bunch of detective stories. And that seems to be what most people still remember him for. But apparently he had a lot of other works that were really good. I was just curious if you'd ever read him before. So, No. There were some quotes in this book I was reading from Chesterton um, about art. And then I was just today listening to a little biography. on. He just sounds really interesting. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. Yeah. Need to go get some. Very good, man. Good talk. Hey. Um, good news to report. What? Our campaign, our free t-shirt campaign was a total success. We gave away all the free t-shirts. We did. That's good. And then some. We even went over. I think we had a hundred and um, maybe a hundred and fifteen. That's cool, dude. Yeah, that's really cool. It's really cool. So if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, you can go to resistandrescue.com. Uh, you can't get a free T-shirt anymore, but we do have new T-shirts up. Bet you didn't know that, Jared. Didn't know that we had a free T-shirts for. No, that we have new t-shirts now. You sent me pictures of them. Oh, I did? Of the new ones? The ones with like the boom box on them? No, 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 no. No. Yeah, I did send you that. We didn't end up going with that design. So, but anyway, just saying, uh, resistandrescue.com. The free t-shirts are gone, but there are new t-shirts up to kind of go with the campaign out there if anybody's interested. And, um and uh hopping on the bandwagon everybody's doing it jared oh wait a second you're not doing it what wearing a shirt you don't wear t-shirts no never i'm wearing this one you don't wear t-shirts to endorse movements um that's not true i have a sea world rescue t-shirt um just because i'm for the dolphins And I have a I have a Lucky Brand T-shirt that looks good under flannel T-shirt. Um, if I would have sent you a free T-shirt, would you have worn it under flannel? 
I wear I wear graphic tees under flannel because I'm a true '90s kid. So I do have a shirt that is a Sasquatch riding a unicorn, and I will wear that under flannel as well. So, could, because uh, Katie asked, should we get you one? And I said, no, he won't wear it. Probably. I mean, like, it would not happen very often. I did wear my Randy Rose shirt a little bit when I got that. That's I cool. haven't worn it in a while, but uh, I've been known to throw around a t-shirt with a with a with a graphic on it a time or two. I like to I'd like to rebel. Hey, I respect your uh, your policy on that. Honestly, I have I have some policies of my own like that. Well, it's just it's a I don't know if it's a policy as much as it is a weird quirk. And it's annoying yeah, some people. whatever we want to call it. I get it. I I have worn some of my th- through the black shirts a time or two. I have yeah. worn a, I have worn them a time or two. That's cool. Once again, okay. usually under flannel. Yeah. Dude, okay. I miss '90s fashion. I miss Jinkos. I miss. I miss the the use of flannel. I miss the hot topic spike spiky bracelets, and necklaces. Uh, did you sport some of those things? I used to wear a shroom necklace a lot. You remember those from the '90s? Remember the cool shroom necklace? Met you like a cool dude. Go ahead and tell me. Was it on a hip hemp necklace? What was it? Yeah, it was like one of those ropes, one of those hemp ropes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. like a hand painted tiny little shroom. It's cool, dude. It was the '90s, man. You get away with a lot, fashion wise. Huh. That's cool, I guess. Went the opposite direction. Hey, do you hear about? Uh, not trying to change the subject too fast, but I'm legitimately curious. What is happening with Created Equal in Washington, D.C.? Oh. I saw you post something. I, I thought you were going to ask me something else. No. I just saw you told you told me you posted a deal. They were down in Washington, D.C. I know it was the anniversary of Roe v. Wade. I was at a customer's house today that was talking about a lady on some show because they were talking about the anniversary of Roe v. Wade. She was somebody that – dude, literally, dude, check this out. She – they, I guess – do they still do the saline baths to kill kids or is it now just they just tear them apart with vacuums and knives uh depends on the gestation how long like what trimester i think so i guess they used to do saline administration at third trimester huh yeah i'm not sure somebody could answer that better anyway this story this they did a saline bath and this little girl inside of her mama's womb was in there for five days soaking in saline and she didn't die right so she ended, oh. up, getting, she ended up being born i don't know if you've seen this lady or not i have seen this so she ended up she was born her grandmother was the nurse that knew that she was alive told her mom that she was actually dead took her to another room to just leave her to die somebody else in the hospital took her and Gave her care, I guess. She survived. She was adopted. So she ended up reconnecting with her birth mom somehow. But I don't know, man. It was just like listening to that story just reminded me how important it is to go out there and, well, I say it's important to go out there and fight the abortion stuff, which I feel kind of hypocritical when I say that because I don't ever go out there and actually pick it but i don't have anything here there's no there's like as far as i know there's no abortion stuff in lubbock they all go elsewhere we don't have a clinic or anything like that so it's not 
it's not really a thing right now. I'm um I don't know where to pick it. I'm multitasking. Um I'm listening to you and reading a a, a post on Facebook. Did, did who does a who does abortions? Is it just abortion clinics or can you go to the hospital and get it done? Um, mostly abortion clinics. I'm assuming that there are some hospitals where you can get it done. Um, so, so like in Lubbock where there's no abortion clinic, where would they go? They would go to some, they would have to find an abortion clinic. So to travel. travel. Yeah. Okay. Right. So they would have to go somewhere probably to Dallas or a bigger, a bigger city somewhere that has one. Hmm. And some, there's some states that are down to one abortion clinic. Like uh, Kentucky, I know, is one of them. I think Louisiana might be one of them. So How many does Texas have? I don't know. You might have to Google that. I'm Googling it right now. Anyway, tell me about what Created Equal is doing. So uh, over this last weekend, the um, there was the Women's March. The actual um, March for Life is next week, okay? It's on, uh, it's next Saturday. But what they have, what's been going on down there for the last few years, ever since uh, President Trump was elected, is the Women's March. And it's not so much a Women's March as it is an anti-Trump march, okay? So I think once they found out... um, that uh, Trump, before he was president, said you can, uh, you know, you can grab women in the, you know what, everybody uh, got up, you know, all upset and been out of shape. Even though uh, many of these, uh, many of these actors and musicians and people totally endorse objectifying women, you know, but for some reason, when he did it, he was evil. So anyway, I just, I just think it's hilarious that, you know, Madonna was one of the main speakers at the first women's March. Dude, we've got and, a bunch uh, here. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. Well, yeah. Austin, oh, Dallas, wow. Fort Worth, Houston, uh, quite a few in Houston, three in Houston, and then uh, one in McAllen, where you were at with Judd. Oh, yeah. Good old Judd Burton. So anyway, they have this women's march down there, and it really, the first year was uh, kind of a big deal, Uh, and in the film, This is a War, available at throughtheblack.com, I actually have footage of the women's march that I was at, Uh, Created Equal was there, and uh, you'll see Seth uh, Dreyer on there defending life and and encountering people, engaging people about, um, you know, just uh, protecting babies from abortion. But this has been going on and on, and uh, Created Equal goes there every year. And they basically hold up these giant signs, okay, uh, right in the middle of their celebration of murder, just to remind people, this is what you're, this is what you're standing up for. And I love it. I love it. Um, if anybody uh, is familiar with Breitbart, they were on Breitbart over the weekend. So... Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, my daughter works for Created Equal and Lexi Hall, uh, who has had uh, had her show on this channel, works for Created Equal. Both of those guys were on Breitbart over the weekend uh, in um, in the video where they went live at the um, 
at the women's march but i just i i loved it so much and the video that created equal put out guys if you're hearing what i'm saying right now go watch that video it's up on my facebook channel uh thomas dunn uh facebook or go to created equal um facebook page i or excuse me youtube page and i cannot remember the name of the um the video i'll look it up here real quick uh but i'm just i'm like so excited that these guys were down there and they had such a bold witness okay and they also were just uh standing up for the unborn right in the middle of all this insanity all this hostility they were saying um you know, hey, you're not going to be able to march in silence. We're here to represent the victims. And there's so much dialogue and there's so much um, uh, interaction with these people, even though people are trying to cover up their signs and try to silence them and, and blow whistles. And those, those guys, okay, and it's girls and guys, mostly uh, girls that were down there, they are trained so well. I am just so impressed with their ability to stand their ground. And the thing is, Jared, when it comes to abortion, they don't really, uh, the pro-choice side has absolutely no ground to stand on. Uh, they're trying to say that it's not murder, that it's okay, whatever. They have no ground to stand on, so they usually just try to shut down the argument and cover up the signs because they're just basically like, you know, my body, my choice. I wanna get away with this. And I don't want you to make me feel guilty, but watch the video at the end of the video, Lexi Hall, again, associated with our through the black YouTube channel. You can go back in the archive and see her shows. She, uh, she did such an amazing job of witnessing to this person, uh, with the gospel and just, uh, just saying, Hey, we all need forgiveness. And she did such a great job. I can't even try to, um, to explain what happened, but this is exciting for me because we've been talking about uh, this new campaign, Resist and Rescue, and these guys are boots on the ground. They're right there in the middle of the fight, and if they wouldn't have been there holding up those signs, that celebration would have went on, and there would have been no resistance whatsoever. But they were basically saying, hey, uh, th this is what you're celebrating, and people would come by and say, those signs are disgusting. And uh, they would say, yeah, we agree they're disgusting. Why do you let it go on? Why do you let this go on? You know? So it was brilliant. It was really brilliant. I cannot recommend supporting their ministry, watching what they're doing. The very least, sharing their videos so we can get the word out there about what's going on. And, uh, the, you know, it just makes the other side look so foolish when they try to go up against a created equal uh, staff member. Most of the time they don't because they know they can't beat them. So they just scream at them or they don't, they won't even engage. There's, yeah, there's um, no but, actual conversation. That yeah, they're not, they're not capable of doing that because they have no ground to stand on. But when they do decide to do that, they lose um, with a lot of embarrassment. So anyway, that, that's my thing about that. I, I know um, we look at this and we see this uh, this modern day third wave feminism, right? Where uh, to me, Jared, this is insane. Women are supposed to be the nurturers. You think if anybody um, 
if these women were doing anything, they would protect these babies. And again, the created equal argument was saying, how's come you're not protecting these women, these women that are killed by male doctors in the womb? Why are you not protecting these women? And they just made point after point after point. And it was, it was genius. It was genius. And they're, they're trained so well. And I just, uh, this, I hope this ministry just grows and grows and grows and grows. Um, the, the, the journey ahead is overwhelming, but I'm encouraged by groups like Created Equal because they're basically just changing minds one person at a time. So it, it seems like that's the long way to do it, but you know, there they are doing it. And I'm kind of watching the video over here on the side and I can see Lexi, these, these girls standing with signs on their shoulders and people are trying to, um, trying to um, uh, block them. So, you know what, why don't I just, uh, why don't I just share this video share here it. a little bit? Yeah. So let's take a look here and what happens her body was torn piece by piece apart her body was destroyed by a man who violated her she deserves to live she deserves to live Hey, all there is is a picture of uh, your graphic. Oh, that's what it is. It just says resist and rescue. Uh, that's the wrong one. What's the justification to do this to somebody? Hold on. Why can you tear somebody apart limb by limb? Does that work? Yeah, there it is. Okay. Guys, abortion isn't what's best for women. Women can be strong. Women can have their children and protect them and care for them. They don't have to kill them. Why are you trying to hide something So that's another thing they kept saying to them. It's like, why are you covering up these signs? Shouldn't you be the ones having the signs if this is what you want? Shouldn't you guys be the ones holding up the signs and saying, this is what we support? So I, I don't know. The whole thing was genius. I, I loved it. I, guys, if you just go um, and uh, the, the quote at the top, I think the video is called, I don't care if it is murder, which is a quote from one of the people uh, there at the, at the conference. So I screwed that up a little bit. I had the wrong uh, share video, but uh, our, I had the wrong frame shared. But anyway, Jared, we've come a long way from first wave feminism to third wave, wave feminism. And there's, there's so many things that we could talk about when it comes to this. It's, it's, it's antichrist where we're at now with the third wave feminism. And I'm glad, I, I'm glad this is uh, through the Black Uncensored because we can talk about this. Well, so does go. this make any sense? Yeah, I does think so. I want to, I'll tell Hold you. On. One more thing. One more thing. This is what the feminists are, feminists are doing. They are protecting the transgenders and, and saying when somebody identifies as a woman, 
and jumps in a sport like track and beats all the, the women that were born women, that's okay. So the, just the hypocrisy, the insanity of all of this, I mean, this is crazy. This is crazy that people call themselves feminists, say that they're fighting for the rights of women, and then they pick somebody that's a male, born a male, identifies as a female when it comes to sports and what's going on. And you know what? Sports, okay, that's, that's not a life or death thing. I think it's horrible what these, um, what these young girls in high school or wherever they're dealing with this and, and they work so hard and they get beat by a boy. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. And, and somebody made the point <clears throat> that women tried to get into men's sports, you know, for a long, long time. So they get, they're getting what, you know, what they deserve, but I don't agree with that. I think, you know, it's not fair anyway. Um, I mean, well, I'll tell you, it's, it's insulting. Like uh, I'll, we're going to talk more about feminism. Uh, we're going to go to the, we'll, we'll go to the break. We'll break it here uh, in just a second and then transition to talking about some other stuff regarding feminism. But I was reading this book I was telling you about that uh, it's called Eve in Exile and the Restoration of Femininity. My, I bought it for my wife and then I've just been curious about it. My, it started a lot of conversation in the house, good conversation. So I, I wanted to read it. So I read half of it today. It's not a big read. It's only like 200 pages, but uh, she, you could tell I, both this book, I've recommended this book, uh, which is Even Exile by Rebecca Merkel. And then I recommended You Who by Rachel Jankovic. They're sisters, I think. Um, they're both good books. They're complimentary in many ways. But it's been interesting for me to read about feminism from a female's perspective. And I've heard similar to this, but today this just is, fr it's fresh on my mind because I, I read it today. And this was her take on Bruce Jenner. She was talking about how even when she uh, asks Siri to pull up something on Bruce Jenner, Siri now corrects people tell, and just brings up stuff on Caitlyn Jenner. And she says it's incidentally hilarious how insulting it is to women everywhere that Glamour has declared that a middle-aged white man who's been pretending to be a woman for a grand total of one year is already doing it better than the rest of us. Is that not, I mean, is that not right? Or is that not right? You take a middle-aged white man so, who pretends to be a woman for less than a year, and we already give him the award for saying you've done it better than everybody else. And these women are hostile about it. And... I guess I guess it needs to be clarified that the hostile ones are in the minority, but they're out there, and I've come face to face with them. So, well, anyway. she brought this quote in from Chesterton, which is why I asked you about Chesterton earlier. I've I've heard a lot about Chesterton over the years, like some little quotes and stuff here and there, but I've I knew he existed, but I've never looked into him. But I really like this quote. She brought in this later on in the chapter. She, Chesterton said it best, and this is the quote. Art is limitation. The essence of every picture is the frame. If you draw a giraffe, you must draw him with a long neck. If in your bold, creative way, you hold yourself free to draw a giraffe with a short neck, you will really find that you're not free to draw a giraffe. And that's a very, do you understand what he's saying there? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Were you even paying attention? No, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm so researching Talk to me something. about this giraffe, Tom. <laughs> Well, 
I could tell you about Mr. Giraffe. Let me, I'll read it to you again. This is uh, seriously. I want your input on this. This is interesting. Okay. I, I tune out all the okay, time. Okay. Talk, so I, I, I got. I'm focusing. I'm not holding nothing else. Here. Look, I got blinders on. Go ahead. Chesterton said, "Art is limitation. The essence of every picture is the frame. If you draw a giraffe, you must draw him with a long neck. If in your bold, creative way you hold yourself free to draw a giraffe with a short neck, you'll really find that you're not free to draw a giraffe. Meaning that if you and your I bold still don't get it." If in your bold creativity, you okay, let's say, um, like, okay, if you're drawing, if you decide as an artist you're going to draw a giraffe, but you choose to draw that giraffe with a short neck, a very short neck or no neck, in reality, even though you're trying to express your freedom of creativity by saying, I've drawn a giraffe with a short neck, what you find is you really didn't draw a giraffe at all. That your freedom is limited by reality. You're not free to change reality um art has its limitations but those limitations are actually freedom you're free to draw a giraffe when you draw the giraffe as a giraffe is you see what i'm saying no i get that and this brings to mind the the idea of postmodernism for me okay yes yeah it would tie into that so and i'm gonna I, i'm gonna paraphrase a quote from uh somebody that i that drives me crazy but back when he was writing this book he he was legit and that's frankie schaefer the son of francis schaefer yeah. he wrote a couple books that were actually good before he completely lost his freaking mind okay he wrote uh addicted to mediocrity and sham pearls for real swine and he was talking about the importance of truth truth in art okay so, and this goes along with what you're saying, Jared, and saying that, um, and I've held to this for many, many years, like I've had this in the back of my mind. When you're watching something, for example, I always had a problem with the show CSI, okay? It, it bugged me because um, it was missing, it was missing a lot of truth, okay? It, it was very, um, um, you know, it, it was made up with when you compare it to real forensics, okay, you could, um, you, you could make up any story and have whatever outcome that you wanted. This is the best example I can think of right now. But um, when I'm watching a, a biopic picture of anybody from a famous figure to who, you know, to somebody you don't know, um, I'm thinking, you know, mostly I'm thinking of somebody like uh, Oliver Stone, who used to uh, do biopics on JFK and he did one on the doors. Okay. And when I find out the truth about some of the corners they cut in the film, it drives me crazy. I'm like, ah, that wasn't truth. They had to do composite characters and they had to cut corners. Like even in the new queen movie, it was so it bugged me because it wasn't even accurate to what happened in the timeline. So Truth matters when it comes to art. Uh, I'm kind of going to, you know, I'm, I'm painfully drawing out this explanation. I'm backing you up, Jared. But uh, is that, well, hey, real me, quick, is that blue stitching on your hat there? That looks like blue. No, it's just oh, black. Okay, it's, it's a gray. Uh, okay, no, I'll read you the other part of this Chesterton deal, and then I'm going to tell you about some of the books I've been reading on on the history of feminism and how it, goes back to the french revolution and um modern day existentialism which sounds really boring but we'll break it down so it's really interesting to me so guys 
This is Through the Black Uncensored. This is the free portion of the show. We are 35 minutes into this deal, 36 minutes into this deal. And Tom and I are going to continue it, continue the back half of this conversation over there on the uh, the subscribers-only portion. So if you want to get with that, you need to go to Daily Renegade and subscribe. You need to check out our website, throughtheblack.com. Tom, whatever else I'm out of the loop on. Yeah, throughtheblack.com. You can see a link there, guys, if you want to get uh, uh, signed up for the Daily Renegade. It is a subscription site. And it's not only through the black, there's other uh, content there as well. You have to go there and check it out and see what's going on. Of course, our good buddy, Josh Peck, is the one that, that uh, is, uh, you know, heading all this up. So again, uh, if, you, if you need a link, go to throughtheblack.com and there's a link on the front page to get to the Daily Renegade. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. Come over to the subscriber side. We're going to have some more fun. Peace.